0: ...would be allowed to campaign within some restrictions. And at the same time, uh, the uh, official opposition, the Democratic Alliance, urgently applying to the Constitutional Court to set aside uh, the electoral... Commission's decision to reopen candidate nomination for the 2021 local government elections. Uh, Now, the former Deputy Chair of the Electoral Commission uh, here in South Africa, the IEC, uh, and also now Executive Chair of the Institute of Election Management Services in Africa, uh, Terry Zalane, joins me now on the line. Mr. Zalane, good evening and welcome.
1: Good evening to you and uh, to your listeners, and thank you very much for having
0: me. Let's maybe start off here and thank you very much for joining us. Um, Just in your uh, perspective, I mean, you you put out a piece, uh, I guess, uh, suggesting that uh, it's uh, wrong uh, to allow new candidate submissions. We we spoke to the commissioner, one of the commissioners of the IEC on Monday, and uh, a connection was being drawn between one's ability to contest an election, and you can only contest an election in a certain ward if you are registered to vote in that ward Uh, and the commission was suggesting to us that because of the sequencing of the registration weekends, it only makes sense if the registration weekends are coming up in the next few weeks or so to also allow those who might want to be candidates, you know, to register. And then on that basis, be legible to, you know, be able to contest the election. And therefore that explains why they would reopen the process. You find some of that reasoning quite faulty. Talk us through that.
1: Um, the requirements to so, so so you're
0: suggesting that um, the election timetable um, I guess is what should be complied with rather than you know any sequencing that might uh, uh, change in response to I guess when registration weekends are set and even when uh, the uh, 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 date for elections is set It
1: is the Constitutional Court that said the election timetable, published on the 4th Mm. uh, of August is applicable for these elections.
0: And therefore, on that basis, the cut-off date for uh, candidate nominations remains as is indicated in the timetable.
1: Absolutely, because uh, that election timetable is lawful Mm. and the processes that they were undertaken under that timetable are lawful and then completed and therefore confirmed by the constitutional court.
0: Mm, mm. You know what I like about your piece? You you suggest that, you know, you're not raising this in the context of some of the, you know, uh, organizations involved because sometimes that gets us into a very muddy scrap about, hey, when are you taking this position? You are taking that position, Um, you know, all, I guess, you know, across the political divide. But what you're raising is that there's certain provisions in the electoral legislation that govern what ideally should happen in this context, now you feel the IEC, I guess, has you know uh, um, gone against that electoral legislation from your perspective. I mean, do you anticipate, in addition to what the DA has now done, other you know, uh, uh, I guess, court challenges that might arise on the back of this uh, particular decision by the IEC?
1: Well, I don't know, but any uh, political party or individual who Uh, is not satisfied with the decision of the commission can always approach the court. So the courts are there as an instrument in law uh, that can be approached to deal with uh, any dissatisfaction.
0: Yeah, I mean, I find this quite interesting because then uh, a big question mark is, is, you know, there's a date now that's been set. Uh, The minister has come out today saying 1 November 2021 is the date. Uh, There's been dates that have been set out for registration weekends. With the DA now placing this matter before the constitutional court, does that place some of those key milestones and the dates associated with them in jeopardy? So is, is there a case where there might now be a shifting of the date just based on the court challenges in your reading?
1: No, it is uh, impossible. The, the constitution says that the election...
0: Even in a context of these ch- sort of contestations around, you know, candidate nominations, you know, who made it in time and who made it after the cutoff date...
1: Yes, uh, the contestation can happen even in court after the elections have taken place, but the elections have to take place in terms of the constitution.
0: Sure, oh, okay. I mean, I find that, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I find that quite yeah. I don't know, ma- maybe what the word is. Um, I, I find it quite interesting because w- what it suggests is that you know where we are now, we could proceed as the IEC is suggesting um, and have an outcome or outcomes of these elections at, across multiple wards, and then be faced with a 2022 of multiple you know, court challenges um, in many of the contested wards where there's a sense that people didn't meet the deadlines?
1: It is a real possibility. It's a possibility in the sense that, uh, as I've indicated, if any political party goes to court and a decision is taken after the elections, uh, then it would mean certain things would have to be reversed and it would have to be by elections in those areas where the elections have taken place uh, irregularly, in our words,
0: mm, mm. I, I want us to come back because I think, in many ways, this is the nub of the issue, and uh, I want to bring maybe our listeners back to the discussion we had, you know, uh, uh, with the, one of the commissioners on Monday, uh, who was suggesting, you know, I guess, you know, to the point I was making earlier on uh, the link between one being registered and one, you know, being eligible to stand for nomination in a particular ward. What what you say also in the piece you put together, you suggest that. It's also true that a voter who registers after the cutoff date for the voters' roll, which is the list of people who are eligible, you know, to go out and cast their vote, uh, yes might be registered, but they would be ineligible for that particular election. They might be able to go and vote in a, a by election that might come later in the same ward. But for this particular election, if the cutoff date for the voters' role is the eighth of September, and they go and, and there's a registration weekend on the twelfth of September um if you register then uh, you're not going to be able to vote in the election for which the cut-off date in the voters roll was the 8th.
1: Absolutely. Um, that's how the
0: So so you are suggesting that applies to nomination. So you can go same, and submit same a thing with the but... Remember
1: that the, uh. the National Freedom Party attempted that in 2016. They wanted to uh, be registered after the cut-off date. Uh, but uh, the commission would not allow them, and they tried to take this to court. They lost in court uh, because they had missed the deadline. So, similarly, with any voter who is uh, going to register now and then wants to be a candidate, that person has already missed the cutoff date because the cutoff date happened on the 23rd of August.
0: Hmm. Yo, 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 yo. So, so former deputy chair of the IEC, I, you know, when you put it this way, I mean, uh, I think it does set the cat among the pigeons uh, for, for two related reasons. I think the first one we've addressed, which is, you know, the possibility of post this election, you know, a slew of court challenges uh, that create all manner of disruption and, uh, you know, instability, I, I guess where you need stability the most. I mean, at local government level where the rubber meets the road in terms of you know, giving true effect to all of the things that we need around us. But I think the second part is the aspersions that it then casts on the credibility and legitimacy
1: of our electoral commission. I'm I'm so sorry, I'm having some difficulty here. Can I call you in two minutes?
0: Okay, no, no, that's fine. That should be fine, yeah. Okay, so uh, we'll catch up again with Teri uh, uh, there. Uh, it has got a bit of an issue uh, with Mwaka, uh, so uh, we'll take this brief break. But when we come back, try and make sense of this particular matter. Four minutes it is after 8 p.m. You tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the mighty Metro. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know what you make. Of uh, some of those views, there's Gatiritsalane, Executive Chair of the Institute of Election Management Services in Africa and the former Deputy Chair of the IEC here in South Africa. Uh, Yeah, suggesting that uh, the interpretation of the electoral law is uh, certainly on the part of uh, his former colleagues at the IEC, is not the correct one. And that uh, irrespective of whether there's an upcoming registration weekend for Tinabanduba Nduba um right through to the fact that now the date has been promulgated. The reality of the situation, certainly, you know, from his vantage point, is that if you have missed the cutoff date, which was the twenty third of August, mm-hmm. Let us know your thoughts on this particular matter, uh, least of all in light of the discussions we had with the IEC earlier on in the week. And uh, you can send us your voice notes on 079-191-4270, Let us know some of your thoughts uh, on this one. You can also reach us on our studio line on 89 110 89 Maybe we need to find that audio, actually, of the discussion we had on Monday. Because when I think about this now, I mean, one of the things that were suggested that this entire thing rests on is the sequencing. And I think the dynamic that Terezalan uh, is introducing into the discussion is that uh, the sequencing matters little because, you know, the system, yeah, registration, is uh, ali So if, um, you know, I had voted in 2016, um, you know, at um, sort of that ward there, what, 99, Pa, Northcliffe High School or whatever. Uh, And I'm registered there. And I go in 20... uh, Sorry, 2016, yes. And I go in 2019 and I miss the cutoff date for registrations for the national elections. It doesn't mean that uh, if there's a by-election tomorrow, I can't vote. I can still go and register even on the online platform uh, for whenever there might be an election so that there my system, you know, my information is there. But I might not be eligible to vote in the next elections if I've missed the cutoff date for the voters' role. And uh, Teriz is suggesting it should be the same for nominations, um, that if you miss, you know, the, the cutoff time to submit a nomination in the universe of all of the people that are registered in a particular ward, then you must not be contesting that ward. Now, yeah, I mean, I think that um, if indeed... Whichever you know position obtains at the end of the day, and in the many court challenges that we no doubt are going to see, I'm certainly convinced of that fact. Uh, then, you know, it, it does cast aspersions, and I think this is the question I wanted to ask him here before we went to that break. It does certainly throw some aspersions or cast aspersions, you know, on the credibility, legitimacy, and other things of the IEC as uh, in a difficult position as they always would be, because you know this is contestation for power. And so if you are the ones that are seen as referees in that game, you're always going to be receiving of all manner of abuse, all manner of scrutiny and criticism. Uh, But in this case, I mean, you know, it it might, yeah, throw up all manner of other things that uh, could escalate into things that we don't necessarily understand. But maybe... Now, you know, I might be missing something or smoking my socks somewhere. So uh, I'd love to hear your perspectives on this particular matter. And uh, yeah, send us your voice notes uh, there on 079-191-4270. Uh, and what, of course, implications is this going to have? Because I can't shy away from the fact that um, I guess uh, the one prominent party that has missed the deadline for its candidate nominations is the governing african national congress and uh, i certainly know many of you would have some views on what implications this is going to have in particular wards uh, we're not having a candidate coming from the African National Congress might mean, of course, a new entrance into municipal councils at multiple levels. Uh, so let us know your thoughts on that. And uh, yeah, send through your voice notes on 079-191-4270. But uh, yeah, I think uh, we've got the gist of what he's saying there. And they're going to take a brief break. When we come back, we take a look at Spectrum. And it seems uh, out-of-court settlement process has been foiled here. And Yamgelas uh, Bengane is going to tell us all about that and uh, what impact it's going to have on us being able to get spectrum, which, as we hear, will mean lower data prices. And boy, do we want that.